This Christmas, the Abbey Theatre is marking the centenary of the 1913 Dublin lockout with a new version of James Plunkett's The Risen People. This adaptation is by director Jimmy Fay in collaboration with movement director Colin Dunn and composer and musical director Conor Linehan. Evelyn O'Rourke went along to rehearsals for this ambitious production. She's with me in studio this evening. Evelyn, I suppose... We see, we hear 1913 lockout, we hear James Plunkett, we think Strumpet City. What's the relationship between the Risen People and Strumpet City? Well, you're right about that. We do immediately associate James Plunkett with Strumpet City, but the roots of that story are firmly planted in the Risen People. So just to remind people that when James Plunkett was in his 20s, he got a, a job as a clerk in uh, working near Jim Larkin and he starts to hear all the stories about the lockout and he starts becoming fascinated with it. So for the trade union shows, James Plunkett, who'd started writing anyway, but he's started writing simple and short pageants and characters began to emerge in these scenes. Fitz, for example, who was a reimagined young Larkin, Annie, Mr and Mrs Hennessy and Rashers. He was then asked to expand these scenes into a radio play. He did that, calling it Big Jim. Um, and then taking on this sort of O'Casey role model, he expanded that into a play for the Abbey Theatre called The Risen People. But the characters kept living on and they evolved for many years and they really are so many of the characters that we know and love now from Strumpet City. So the two are interconnected. And, and it, the characters really, he had invented them all along. And then it, the Strumpet City sort of becomes like a three-part book and a three-part uh, play or, or three-part story. Is The Risen People then just a stage adaptation of that or is it, how does it work? Well, talking to Jimmy Fay, who, as you mentioned there, is the person who's adapted uh, this version for the Abbey, he says it's actually quite hard to get a sort of a definitive text on this. And they've spent a lot of time trawling back through the archives on it. But there were different versions of it. There was a famous one that the Sheridan Brothers, for example, and Jim and, and Peter Jim. did, yeah. yeah, in the project in 1977. I remember hearing about that. And again, he, I think Peter published that one and eventually Jimmy was able to get his hands on that. But it meant that they had great free reign when they did sit down to do this version for the Abbey because in a way there was a lot of wriggle room there because there's been so many different versions of it. Strumpet City is set in, set in stone to a degree but there isn't people. There was freedom there. So for Jimmy this has been a real sort of labour of love. He's been very committed to it. He's adapted it. He's directed it. He's living it really. And when I met him in rehearsal he told me a little bit about why they had chosen to put on The Risen People this year and also about his collaboration with the musical director Conor Linehan. Because the centenary of everything from 1912 to 1922 kicked off last year. I think there was always an idea to, to mark the lockout in the Abbey. It's such a significant and important part of our history. And The Risen People by James Plunkett and Strumpet City are the most significant thing. I, mean, I think the reason anybody knows about the lockout is because of James Plunkett, because I think it's been buried under the history of the Easter Rising and the Civil War and the War of Independence and stuff, whereas the 1913 lockout deserves its own focus. So I felt, and Fiac and Aideen, felt it was important to, kind of, to mark this event and to look at The Risen People, uh, which is a play that James Plunkett wrote in 1958. Now, there's several versions of it. That's what we discovered. He wrote it 56 as a radio play. Then he rewrote it for the Abbey in 1958 as The Risen People. And then um, he obviously developed that into a novel. And I felt we needed to build our own version from his version. Also, the, the key thing was to find as many songs, folk songs, relevant union songs, and to, to weave them into the text as best as we could. The music seems to be a critically important part of this production. When you were approaching your own ideas and notions on it, how closely did you work with him to develop that sound for the production? Connor and I went away and we worked on the songs. We took some stuff from the text, like only hers of money, uh, broken heads and broken homes. And Connor wrote songs and uh, music and some lyrics to them. 
And then we found some of the, the really important songs at the time, like Jane Connolly wrote a song called Freedom's Pioneers that we're using in text. The big hit at the time was the Red Hand Badge, which is a revolutionary one. It's a stripped down, very direct and immediate kind of visceral performance and that's what we wanted to get across that people could actually break into song at a given moment to actually be very direct in their characters to say slogans that they believed in you know the thing was to energize and try to excite people as much as possible so that's what we're trying to do with this production and i hope you know it's working Jimmy Fay there talking about the upcoming production of The Risen People at the Abbey Theatre. Evelyn O'Rourke visited rehearsals. Um, you have been really zinging about this production since you visited that rehearsal room, Evelyn. One of the things that strikes me is the music and indeed the movement. This puts huge challenges up uh, to the actors involved. And one of those is, is Hilda Fay. People will remember her from Fair City and more recently she was on stage in, in Little Gem, big success a couple of years back. Uh, what are they, how are the actors feeling actually about the challenges in front of them? Yeah, interesting cast. Hilda Faze, you mentioned there, Ian Lloyd Anderson, Kate Stanley Brennan, Charlotte Bradley, Phelan Drew, 10 all together. They they obviously act, they also sing, they move and they play instruments. I mean, at certain points when I was in the rehearsal room, fellas were grabbing drums and triangles and all sorts of things. So I mean, there's just this feeling of energy that they're all very committed to this kind of chorus-like production. It was described to me as being a tiny bit like that idea of, say, the Shortcuts film where you're seeing kind of vignettes of characters. So it's very much a chorus piece. But I did speak to Hilda Faye in particular because Hilda plays is a character called Mrs. Hennessy in the in the play but she has I thought a particularly strong song that Connor has written for her and it's called Only the Whores Have Money and this is an original composition from Connor and he said he was reading some of the texts in the papers at the time and somebody referred to the fact that only the whores had money and he thought that's a phrase there's a song in that and I thought that was so interesting so here you'll hear a little bit of Hilda performing that song and also explaining her character but even more importantly she has an amazingly personal connection with the story which she also explained to me children of the poor only the whores if I was a whore my own connection was with the stories my great grandfather and grandfather lived in the tenements in Church Street and that uh, building fell down in 1913 and it was of great significance because it highlighted the plight of the people living in those tenements and what terrible conditions they were living in um, so seven people died. My great-grandfather was one of them and my grandfather survived. So I suppose if my grandfather hadn't survived this, I wouldn't be here to tell the tale. You know, so it's a huge significance me being in this. You know, I'd be really interested to see how my mother takes it, you know, because I feel very much a part of the story. Yeah. Your character, Mrs Hennessy, can you just tell me about the character and how it fits into the narrative of the play? Mrs Hennessy is a wife and she's a mother and she's a mother of eight children and she's a survivor. I would say she's a Dublin woman living in the tenements. Her husband's a bit of a chancer. She's hard done by, you know, she's always giving out to him, you know, for not working and stuff like that. And as her journey goes, Mr. Hennessy gets a job and the men won't let him take it. And so they put up a picket and he tells her, I'm not going to work. And it's really kind of about the conflict they have in their relationship. Then you see her in the second half and uh, she's kind of taken to the drink and she's bitter. She's bitter. But then you later see Mr. Hennessy gets a job in the sweet factory. So life comes good for them again and they get money into the house and things pick up. In your diamonds and rings And we never have to listen for 
the door if I was a Hilda Faye there singing part of the song Only the Whores Have Money from the upcoming production of The Risen People at the Abbey Theatre. Amazing personal connection there, as, as you say. But one, one of the things that strikes me listening to that, it's, it's original music. I presume there are some traditional tunes in there. The music is very much integral to the whole thing. It is. And I was saying to them, is it a musical? And they all balked and said, no, it's a play with music. So there is an awful lot of music in it. I think they were saying that maybe the project version had maybe just four or five songs in it. They certainly have bulked that right up. And Connor Lynn case, we discussed the fact that when he was given the assignment to create the music for this it was a burden as well because everybody brings such baggage to the lockout and we all have a sense of the sound maybe that we expect when we go to that kind of production but they decided to go in a very imaginative approach here and he also explains that he did know it was a burden but he got on with it as well. The assignment that I was given was to do a combination of original compositions and that became original compositions and some original lyrics as well which was something I'd never done before which is great then in some cases I set new airs to pre-existing songs and poems a lot of the poems in the Irish Worker in the 1913 Irish Worker would have been versions of earlier tunes so uh, in some cases we used the tunes and in other cases I wrote new melodies them and then in other cases I've taken existing tunes but rearranged them in ways which would be kind of unfamiliar and would be stylistically not what people would expect so the brief for me was really just that it should be stylistically very diverse that it should honour the material while not being in any way picture postcard. So a free reign, yet with lots of restrictions as well. I mean, the spirit of it had to stay true to what we feel is that 1913 atmosphere, I suppose. Yeah, I played some of the music for Fiach Macanil back in August, and I pointed out that if we were to think about the cultural baggage and obligation that was on us to honour this event that we'd be so frightened that we wouldn't actually write anything that you'd really just go back to bed and forget about the whole thing so I made a deal with myself that I would just throw caution to the wind and I wouldn't be in any way intimidated by it and that I would do what I felt like and uh, that's pretty much what I've done but obviously it is a hugely both socially and culturally and politically loaded event so one doesn't want to dwell on that too much. Conor Linehan, the musical director there for The Risen People. As well as the singing, as well as the acting, there's also some dancing and serious dancing, I'm guessing. Yes, Jimmy Fay was very keen that the movement part of this would be taken very seriously. So we drafted in Calm Dunn, who, of course, we all know from Riverdance fame back in the day. And the cast have worked very hard on this. He wanted the movement to be very confident and to be kind of seamless. And he wanted the performers to be very comfortable with the three you know, parts to their job on the stage. Uh, Conor Linehan will also be on stage performing live uh, along with other musicians and he also moves he wants to assure me which he's quite anxious about but yes it's certainly